Hello everybody and welcome to Dive In With Me. Today we are talking to Paulo Lamero. Paulo started his musical career as a baritone singer in Lisbon, but soon changed over to the field of music mediation. Since 2003, he offers baby concerts and prison projects in the era. He is one of the most active musicians in the field of music in prison and is a man on a mission. He knows the impact music can have on inmates and has collaborated with the Fondation M in 2002 for a project called Let It Out. We will discuss the difference between opera projects and hip-hop projects and how musical projects can change the life of inmates. Have fun! Hi, Paolo. Hello, Sara. How are you? Very well indeed. In Portugal, we have a beautiful weather, beautiful sun, winter sun. Great. It's a bit rainy here in Luxembourg now, and it's really oh. gray. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. So let's just start by what's your favorite music? Wow. I love music, but if I need to choose one or some music, I have some comp composers that I love. Well, I love orchestral music, Mahler's symphony. I also love lead because uh, I used to be a singer when I was young. And I love Schubert's Wolf Strauss songs. It's uh, what, and of course, Bach, Johann Sebastian Bach, the, the god of the music. It's always uh, special to listen Bach. Great. And I see, um, well, the listeners can't see, but I see that you have like um, chorus uh, behind you in the background. <sighs> it's because your love of chorus, no? It's my <laughs> I didn't secret. know that about you. <laughs> it's my secret, Sarah. It's not to share. Well, but yes, uh, my grandparents from my father's side was fisherman. Since I was a boy, I love fish and all the fishermen lives. And when I made my, my home, I decided that I want to have some lakes with uh, fishes and the koi carps. It's my anti-stress moments in, uh, every morning. So yes, I love, and I, and I have my koi carps when I work because it uh, gives me some different notion of time. And uh, so, yes, I love koi carps, Japanese koi carps. It's really relaxing seeing you like this, like with the koi's in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we've actually met uh, first at the Philharmonie once when you were there um, doing one of the baby projects. Um, and then we haven't seen each other like three years. And then we've contacted you again to do like a prison project and we were talking about the project and doing the whole concept of it and then when we finally met in Luxembourg again just in the beginning of the project um, I've asked you why you do projects for babies and for inmates and you do and you said that they work similarly so I wanted to ask you how similar are those projects and and why is it so interesting to do baby projects and then projects in prison Well, um, when we work with babies, because babies don't come alone, 
have mothers and brothers and grandparents with them, if we look to a baby, we learn to learn. Because we as human beings, we learn to learn the world, everything. It's not only survivance, it's emotions, it's all of the abstract uh, and uh, um, uh, all of our dimensions, we learned that when we was babies. And I learned with babies the basic of the human nature because we are so fragile and our parents love us in a very unique way. So when we need to help someone and parents need to help babies to become happy people, happy human beings, and we nurture them with food, but also with education, with love, with art, with all the um, possible um, ways to uh, help that little human being to become a happy uh, future person. And in prison, in fact, we also, in some way, people that need help, uh, some of them are not chronological babies, but mental babies, because the, the, the social life they have, must, some of them, most part of them, don't have mamas and parents in a way that no one take care of them. And so from babies, if we put ourselves in the place of a baby, it's very, well, we have some, uh, some levels in the same way that we find in a, in a prison. So yes, in, there is some connections, some powerful connections between babies and inmates. <laughs> and what came first, a baby project or prison project? In fact, if I want to be honest, prison project, projects come first because my first prison project was in 1981. And I was a young musician in my band. And one of our young men uh, commit a crime, go to a national prison. And the president of my band asked us and asked me and uh, a couple of young uh, guys to, do you want to go to play in the prison to our friend? And so, in fact, 1981, it's the first project that I made with uh, prisoners and babies projects uh, just uh, began in 1992. So yes, first prisoner world. <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't think about this. It's the first time that I, I realized that prisoner projects become first. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's very personal. So did you... In 1981, was that you, so that was your first experience in prison. Did that motivate you to work more in this environment because you saw what music could do? Um, or was it like just the first experience and then you went on in, with your life? And then, in, because I know that in 2003 was the first opera that you produced yes. in one prison. So yes. just nearly 20 years between these two dates. Yes, um, in 1981, to be honest, uh, I've made the first concert and what I discovered that uh, re uh, remain in my body and in my mind, it's the power 
that music have in a prison for that kind of population. But during 20 years, I've done some concerts, some masses, religious moments with them, Christmas concerts, Easter concerts, but not as a tool of a community music, you know. It's just part of our community. We have two prisons in our city, two prisons. Okay. So uh, um, it's part of our community. And until 2003, to me, music in prison, it's just uh, concerts. It's just uh, uh, art. Nothing connected with therapeutic or social impact. Directly, I know that we have we had some uh, impact, but at that time, it's not that. It's just uh, we felt the power that the presence of musicians inside of the prison are so strong and so significant to them. Mm -hmm. They ask to the directors that if it's possible to have more music, more concerts, but it's just concerts. And nothing connected with classical music or opera, of course. <laughs> but then came 2003 and you yeah. started doing opera. So how, yeah, how did it come to this? Well, uh, in 2003, I was invited to give music classes with my school in the prison because we had a project with mental illness in our city and the director of the prison was in that project saw what we work with mental hospitals and uh, talked to me in a very uh, unexpected way to me because I want that you teach music in the prison in the same way that you do in hospital to mental problems. At that time I didn't know so close are the mental problems in hospital and in the prison. And when I was presented in a prison to the first group of inmates, the director presented me as, here we have a music teacher, and in fact, it's an opera singer, and one of the inmates shout, no opera, no opera. <laughs> that expression and the power of no opera for people that didn't know, doesn't know what is opera, of course, I have in my mind, well, at that time, I sang opera in the National Opera Theatre in Portugal, and I know that it's much more easier to find human dramas, human fragility in operas than in songs, pop music, or even rap because we have a lot of social problems, political problems, but profound human uh, dilemmas, uh, it's more easier to find that in opera. And when we show to the inmates Don Giovanni from Peter Sellers, that it's a, a, a dramaturgy in Bronx with black guys singing, when the inmates saw black guys singing opera, they become crazy, completely crazy. And uh, of course, uh, in my mind, in the moment, I think that I will do hip hop and rap, what they like it. And I test that with hip hop and rap. 
But when we work one year with rap and one year with opera, the final results, and particularly all the process for all the people, all the community involved, are quite different. So I decided, opera, if it's so strong and so powerful, more powerful than hip-hop, okay, let's try to work a little bit more uh, structured and more, not one year, but three years. Let's try to do real operas with them. And the final result changed all of us. The artistic team, the, the regional direction, the stakeholders, the financial stakeholders, and also the political. So, yes, we changed policy inside of the prison because of the opera project. Yeah, and I, what I found really astonishing and powerful was that the direction of the prison, they participated in the opera as well. And um, the director, he actually got shot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <funny> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's such a powerful scene to, to do that and to be willing to participate in, in like an opera with your inmates because you put yourself on the same level as because they are on the same level. We are all human. But then to have like an inmate shoot you during the opera scene, that's just mind blowing, I think, to, well, to get to that point that they like trusted you and trusted each other also to do it. Sarah. Two important things. First of all, opera is so strange for the inmates as for the director of the prison. It's quite different, you know. If I work hip-hop for the inmates, it's the same. It's their world. It's something they know very well. The language, the body language, the political messages. And for the director of the prison, it's far away from them. That if we offer to all the community something that is new, but also interesting and powerful, the director of the prison became in love with opera, discovered opera in the same time as their own inmates. And they learn, they, they have done the process in the same place because we are, as you said, human beings, all of us, we are touched by the beauty, by the sadness, by death, by love, by angry. So uh, uh, the opera, it's more easy to put us together. It seems strange, <laughs> but it's easier to put all of us together than if we use a language very close of the inmates and far away from the director. But let me say something very important about opera. Why we have such power in opera in, in a prison? Because what we want is to offer a human experience, a new human experience. And what we are talking when we talk about human experience, first of all, we are together with different kinds of people, of persons, with different human society, individual experience. An opera singer, it's far, far away of the inmate and not a hip hop singer or a rap singer. So if I offer a rap singer to an inmate, uh, the inmate 
uh, heels in the same place, in the same time. Mm -hmm. If I I offer one day or one month or one year or three years work with no one but four or ten professionals of lyrical singers, they discover a, a different human beings with different times. A, 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 a opera singer need to take care of the food, like an athlete, like a football player, need to take care of the sleeping time, the relations. We need to prepare opera, and this is very important, to prepare a rap song, we do it in one day. But one week, we have done something in three weeks, okay? Mm-hmm. To prepare an opera, it's we need one year, two years, three years. And one of the biggest problems of the inmates, they don't have a long time clock. They just have now, now and yet. And they don't know that part of our success, part of our survivance of human beings, of all the humanity, we need time, a different time. And opera offer a different clock. We need to rehearse in one month just one minute of the opera. We need to rehearse three years to prepare an opera and more. Opera, in fact, it's also theater and also dance and also technology and also uh, architecture. And there is Gesamtkunstwerk, (laughs) the total uh, artwork. So we, if someone don't like very much of music, like theater. If someone don't like theater, like dance. If someone don't like music, theater, and dance, like stage managing. Mm-hmm. Like So in an opera project, you always have place for everyone, Sarah. That's the point. In an opera project, you always have place to everyone. And this change everything and um, become uh, uh, a new dimension of uh, learning processes uh, quite different from a hip hop song. Mm-hmm. Very, very different. Also different, we need an orchestra to, well, sometimes we have done little operas, chamber operas, okay? With piano or just five, 10 uh, instruments. But even so, the opera and the classical music in general, we have uh, an acoustic 100% connection with them. And even if you don't know nothing about psychology and brain reaction to sound, you are touched in a different way. If you have a soprano spindle or a, a, te- a dramatic tenor sing near you without microphones and the power of the body, the inmates discover, wow, a human being do this without loudspeakers. Mm-hmm. So strong. 10,000 people in a concert and we don't need microphones. This is incredible. And another thing, just to finish uh, the difference of opera. We have more than 500 years of opera, which mean that we have a lot of different experience mythological, uh, politics, wars, different ways of love, different ways of describe the death, different 
uh, ways of, of walk, of traveling. In opera, we offer all of this. In hip-hop, we have a few years of history, you know? It's, it's, we think that it's powerful, but this long-term also teach us different human experiences. It, it, it's, well, it's very difficult to me to express this because of my bad English, but yes, when we offer a project with opera to inmates, they become touched in a more strong and powerful way. Yeah, and then um, I think there's also the question of committance and for them to commit like to a project that has like a three-year <laughs> duration because everybody knows when you yeah when you commit to such a project you you know that you will be committed to go to rehearsals like for the next three years and then like do your your show in a three-year vision and I think that, that that's really beautiful as well for the whole research realization pro uh, process of the inmates because um, I think sometimes in prison the durations get really short like they know they will get up they will have something to eat then they will go to work and they will go to sleep again but they won't have like this uh, long-term view of something good happening at the end well the good thing will be they will be released from prison, of course. But this is something different. This is like in three years when we commit to this project, we will go to rehearsals. We know that we will, we will be on stage uh, in a different city <laughs> with different musicians as well. I think that's that's really beautiful and that's something important. Um, Completely the correct. Well. The commitment of the inmates, but also of the direction, the officers, the guards, the politicians and the financial uh, uh, stakeholders of the project. Because in our times, we lived with immediate results. We need results, political results. I need to have results now or at least one month. And culture and humanity and society don't live in that time. Our bodies, our mind don't live in apps time, computers time, news time, or even elections and political time. We have another schedule and the commitment of opera project affect all of us in a different way. You are completely correct. The responsibility of the inmate when signed the paper saying that in three years, I will be here. Mm -hmm. More important, Sarah, some of them, Fortunately, in three years, are out of the prison, are in the stage, mm -hmm. are in the stage with old friends. And this is very important because we know that if we don't win them when they go out, we lose forever an inmate. And if we have a project where they know that if I'm not there, it's not the same project. Mm -hmm. They need me. They need. They learn that we are all part of that. You know, they need me because, on the contrary of a rap or hip hop, <laughs> it's easy to substitute someone. Okay, okay. In the opera, it's not the same. We need so many dimensions. It's so many, so many dimensions that we need someone to take some address, some scenery, some sounds, some movements. We all need, uh, uh, we need all to be dead. And of course, 
about the director's scene with the inmates and all the prisoner team. Why it's important to have the prisoner team? The direction? Because, well, they are in a prison to learn some rules that they don't accept outside of the prison. But no one of us accept a rule from someone that I don't trust. If I don't trust in you, I don't accept your rules. So how it's possible in a prison that the inmates don't talk, don't trust in the guards, the officers, as similars, if they just receive rules from power, it's officer I need to obey. It's a rule I need to do it. No one of us do something because it's in a rule. We do something, we change our decisions if we trust in the other, if we are committed with the other. So how can a director have power to the inmates if don't feel himself in the same level and don't create trust with them? If a director don't create trust with them, it's an illusion, the power. They think they have power. They think they change people. They don't change. The inmates are good actors and do what they want. But inside of them, they don't change. If it's not true that if an officer or a guard don't speak and are far away from an inmate, it's more secure. And they learn, you are there, I'm here. I'm not equal to you. I'm, I'm a different level in you. you. You need to obey me. Yes, they can do what the officer wants, but they don't obey nothing. Inside, it's, it's a body. <laughs> One thing, it's my body actions. I go to there, I put my hands there, I eat like there. But my mind, what makes me go to the prison, what makes me enter in the prison and commit a crime, are nothing like that. At inside of me, it's connected with my values my horizons of life, the respect with the others and respect with myself. So, yes, we win so much when the inmates rehearse side by side with officers and directors. They become different. And when a director talks to an inmate after seeing, saying with them, the inmate obey. It's not obey, respect the director. And they talk about the differences and they know why each one of them need to be in a different position. But yes, when we, we have a choir, it's not only, well, it's a, that director that sings the commendatory of Don Giovanni, it's, it's a great man, a great director, and changed everything, and all the project changed because of this guy and all the chief of the guards. But, well, sometimes we don't need to have the director all the direction. But nowadays we, all, we always have a choir in the prison and we talk and we discuss each other. We design the project with the directions. We design the project with the guards. It's not possible to design the project to make something happen in the minds and the lives that uh, inmates, if all the partners of the system don't participate, 
We need to have all the all the visions, the inmate vision, the direction, the technicians, uh, the probation technique. And nowadays, even in our projects, we have judges, uh, magistrates in our team. Our advisory board at the director, but also ex-inmates, ex-mothers of inmates, mothers of ex-inmates, together to design the big decisions of the projects. It's not only we have a great project, artistic or social project, to change you, to give you impact. This is crazy. This is something completely crazy. No, we need to discuss with them what we want to do and to commit with them what it's supposed to each one. Mm -hmm. And of course, we are similar. And well, sometimes the art offered us a extraordinary way to be together in the same level. Yeah, that's true. Well, unfortunately in Luxembourg, we didn't have three years to do like a project. We only had three Yet. years. <laughs> So yes. we have passed a bit on, on hip-hop music, yeah. <laughs> but we actually used hip-hop music in, in the Let It Out project, and I think the results are really, really good. Um, but, yeah, as, as you said, it's, it's different because the inmates, they knew hip-hop. Some of them already wrote some text or had some experience in it, but still, I think it was a good... A base for all of them to create something together and when we presented um, the videos and the songs and the documentary um, in the Philharmonie uh, we had some participants that came because they were released um, and they came to the Philharmonie and one of them said that the project even changed their day-to-day -day life in prison because they all knew each other but they had like their guard up because in prison nobody knows the other one because you don't know what the other one did Uh, mm. or how they could <laughs> yeah, hurt you in some way. But then through the project, they got to know each other. There were no guards anymore. So the personal guard, not the guard guard, uh, no personal guards anymore. And with the this musical project, we broke down this barrier that everybody put in front of it, himself. And I think that was really powerful as well for them to say like, okay, We got to know each other really well through this project and we've changed how we view one another. Um, and even if we just wrote like three little songs, <laughs> because yeah. at the end of the day, they wrote three little songs, which are really, really good. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think we can listen to uh, one of... Wow, yeah. You, yeah, you want to you wanna listen to it now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Please. Okay, okay. Oh, I miss the guys. I miss all the team during these weeks. It's amazing. Oh, I have to drill yeah. open. We can, you can yeah? drill. It's my favorite, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. The strongest <laughs> one. The strongest one. The strongest one, yeah. Yeah? Gabriel's open, it's so powerful. No sofim na par com o chico até rebenta Loco muito e forte e pouco isso que te aguenta Com o shot e na prega, botinho e frente Vive por vida, por deixa de venta Se muda pra todo, por louco, rapê pra bloco Chega o lume e sistema daquele Tá vivendo a vida, chega de problema Com o chino na saco, resolve o problema Hoje é um pouco inútil, vive o nosso life Liga o flat, amo-se, não fez não Esse é o fone, isso é vive minha life Por isso que se não, vou te perder Uau, of course When I said that opera is more powerful But rap and hip hop, it's, it's very powerful. And of course, of course, um, this experience of let it out 
First of all, because we are working with hip hop and rap, we are more strong. And in one month project, it's much better. We change a lot of things. And uh, of course, it's not the time that it's the strongest dimension. It's the co-creation dimension that matters in our project. Mm -hmm. In fact, they learn to be together. They learn to create together. They learn to respect different ways. And as you know, in the beginning, we decided to have two songs. And in the end, we need three songs to respect the differences. Take care, Sarah. We we achieved three songs because two songs are not enough mm-hmm. to receive all the difference that we have in group. This is very important. Respect them in a way all of them feel well in, in the work of the team. Yes. And of course, uh, you are correct, in a big prison like in Luxembourg, the, they they don't uh, they don't talk each other. They don't know each other. They just do things together that it's completely different. Mm-hmm. Because, because even have classes together, play football together, or, well, it's eat together. It's completely different of create art together. Mm-hmm. When you create art together and we need to rehearse to perform together, we need to have new capabilities, completely different. We are talking about competences that the project offered them in a completely different way of all the other educative or sport projects they have. And yeah, and everybody also wrote like the text and that was really personal. And so they got to know through that, each other to that as well, because everyone wrote his own text and then they had to like create two or three songs that were still a collective co-creation song and not just like one <laughs> one song per person. And important, they learn to connect that difference, to put the difference together and to uh, uh, create moments to, to become more strong, the connections, the bridges between the difference uh, of each one of them. And we notice them, some rehearsal sessions and workshops I need to conduct them in a more real way and then another workshops in a more uh, chill and boom up way because they are <laughs> different. But yes, the, 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 they learn to uh, put in a song, lyric, music, video also, the different of each one of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, it surprised all of us. But notice that the first week, we just use our time to speak about us, to mm-hmm. speak, because if we want that they trust in us and we trust in them, it's it's not go to a prison to, let's go to do this. No, we need to share our doubts. We need to share with them our dark sides also. It's very important. We all of us commit mistakes. And if we don't share that with them, they don't accept it that we are in the same level to create together something. So we spend, we invest one week in four just to speak about us mm-hmm. and their relatives also, as you know, yeah. to speak about spa, because in our project, it's so important 
work inside with the inmates, but in the same level outside with those that have the final decisions of the happiness and the future of these people. Because if we don't work in both sides, we lose because it's just an in-wall experience. Mm -hmm. let, 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 me let me share with you one of my biggest doubts in the beginning of this project. Imagine you are in a prison and someone from outside offered to you an extraordinary project. And like you said, they express themselves when we are singing and recording, we are not inmates, we are outside. Our minds are free. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember some of them to saying that even in the documentary, they, they, they express that when we are doing this, we are not uh, inmates, we are not in a prison, we are out. Okay, so we offer them something very strong and not only physical, it's mental, it's social, it's uh, 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 emotional intense. And then when they go in freedom, any inmate want to forget prison and want to forget everything connected with prison. I don't want to eat anymore what I eat in the prison because remember me the prison. I don't want to use th this kind of shoes or play because this remember prison, imagine if we offer them an opera or an artistic experience, maybe they don't want anymore to listen about music or opera because this remember us that sad times, that black moment of their lives. And during some years, I, I'm afraid of this uh, seriously because, well, we are doing this, but it's bad. How we uh, find a solution for that. If we make that the outside of the prison participate in the opera, if the mothers sing with them, if the children dance with them, if we rehearse outside and inside, okay, now it's not a prisoner project, it's a community project, it's a family project, mm -hmm. it's something connected with my own life. My mother learned to sing Mozart. My mother danced minuets. My, my children uh, dance with me in the stage. And this makes all the difference. Yes, and even in the videos that um, you've created during this project, I mean, we see the families and then we see the families interact with the participants, even if they weren't even in the same, like, 100 kilometers <laughs> of each other. Oh, but it's <laughs> It's but it's, it's, it's this nice video and, and I think it's a really personal and nice touch that everybody uh, will have uh, in that video. And then they will also like share the video and, and um, yeah share it with their families and their friends and then tell them about it. And, and uh, they will be really proud. And I think um, we've boosted some of the self-confidence in them as well. And as you said, it, must just, it was not just a prison project where... We worked uh, inside of the prison, but including the families, like, yeah, that, that, that was such a personal touch. And I think it's something that will stay for, for a very long time. With them. Forever, Sarah, if we involve the families forever. Uh, as you uh, know, uh, most part of the inmates uh, have no family or a bad relations with their parents or their 
some friends and and they don't want and in our little group you know that some of them don't want to involve families or friends mm -hmm. some of them in the beginning don't want and after one week okay this is special maybe i want and until the last week of uh, recordings some inmates don't want and in the last minute well maybe it's good to have my wife or my children. And we need to understand because the inmates have conscience, don't want to put in the same level those they love. I don't want to put with me in this black world, the people that I love. So let my wife and my children, my mother out. Mm -hmm. And then I, 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 I take my 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 cross uh, alone and this is only mine i suffered alone i don't want that mm -hmm. they suffered for me but but an artistic project also open new doors new windows new bridges between the family and the video and i invited all of those that are listening us to go to to see the documentary because even in a little project even a little project it's possible to feel it's not only observing and see to feel that the mother the wife the babies really uh embrace hug uh, all the inmates and become part of a project, and all of them are proud of this project, proud. They show this to their friends. You know that sometimes the inmates don't tell of some familiars, uncles, and well, some friends or grandparents, because it's very sad to a grandparent knows that his grandson are in a prison. But after a project like this, they go to them and they share this project because this project and these videos, these three songs and the documentary are so strong that even a grandmother understand that a grandson commit a crime, but have done something special. And this, it's the power to the big and sustainable change for the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's also the power of arts that can that can do that because I I wouldn't see any other project doing what you did uh, <laughs> in yeah. in this in this let it out. So I think we have come to the end of this. Yeah, and to the end. Wow. Yeah, time time goes by so fast with wow. you. <laughs> I think we could even speak for hours about this. Let it out. It's a big project. Yes, yeah. it's a big project. It's a big project. It's a big project. But maybe have something to recommend to listeners. What they could listen to or uh, an exposition they could go to or a book or uh, a video, a film, a movie, something. Do you um, have something like that? Oh, yes. Uh, I remember that when I saw for the first time August Rush, the classical movie. August Rush, it's a very special movie. It's about the power of the music in a boy, in a boy. And more than the music, the power of the sound. And the way that someone, it's not an inmate, of course, but it's someone without parents that uh, needs to find the parents and use the music to identify uh, his parents. It's, it's a powerful movie and so touching. And uh, yes, I recommend because sometimes we just look to music 
to pass a good time or to dance or to enjoy. And uh, we don't consider that music change lives and music are in our lives always, even if moments that we don't notice, but affected uh, in a strong way. Well, about a book, there is a book that marked me a lot and also connected with this. It's from Hermann Hess. Yes, I love Hermann Hess. Uh, I think all of us... Did you read uh, it in German? Yes, Siddhartha, it's yes. a universal <laughs> book. But the Nobel Prize of Hermann Hess, uh, The Glass Bad Game, it's a, a wonderful book that talk about, it's not a prison, in fact, it's a virtual imaginary community named uh, Castalia. Mm -hmm. And in this community, we have a game with a lot of music. Well, it's not conventional music. It's immaterial and subjective music, but it's always musical structures. And then uh, ordinary life, society. And in this Castalia, there is a game, that uh, big game, and the uh, protagonist, Josef Knecht became the Magister Ludi, the chief of the game. And it's very interesting to, uh, to think this inside and outside. We lived inside of our values, our family, our country, our culture. And there is another countries and other uh, cultures. Uh, there is a prison with big walls uh, but the world inside of a prison are much bigger than outside of a prison. That's the truth. Because the difference, the extreme experience of uh, each one of that persons are so, so, so strong uh, that this book uh, talk a little bit about um, this dialectic world of each one of us. Um, uh, well, I think that anytime we listen Bach, we change <laughs> a little bit ourselves. But if there is a, a piece of music that affects me a lot as a singer and then as human being, it's the second symphony of Mahler, Resurrection. It's so powerful, even for those who don't understand German or for those who don't listen classical music. It's so powerful, the, well, the different uh, dimensions of the orchestra and the human voices and uh, the ability of the humanity to find light and in the biggest problems, in uh, the best moment, we always, it's possible to find the biggest light. And yes, Mahler and Bach, it's two big composers to help us. So it's those that I listen more. I don't know. To me, help me a lot. Well, I think that's really beautiful uh, to end this episode with like this image of Mala 2 and then the light that we go up to. Well, because you're a really a light in this life, Paolo. Thank <laughs> and you. Thank you very much for this talk. And I hope to see you soon. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you, Fondation. What a great pleasure and emotion to be part of Let It Out project. See you soon. Mm -hmm.